0: kingdom greetings in the most powerful name across the universe the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ the Lord which is which was and is to come is currently seated on the right hand side of the father making intercessions for us unto the glorious day of the father now today's scripture reading is taken from first Corinthians chapter 1 verses 18 and it reads as follows it says for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. So everyone who is perishing sees the message or the preaching of the cross as foolishness uh, simply because their eyes are closed to the mystery behind the cross, all right? So the cross has got two bars. One is horizontal and the other is vertical. The horizontal bar is the bar is is shorter than the vertical one and it's it's it talks about the relationship man to man how we minister one to the other how we preach to one another how we encourage one another how we are there for each other and pray for each other all right but it is shorter because it talks about a time frame it is the beginning and the end all right and then the vertical bar it is rooted to the ground pointing us who kneel down before God, declaring that if we can kneel before God, we can stand up before any situation. All right. And then it is the beginning which is on our knees And then it points up to God Which means it begins on our knees in prayer And it ends with God That is the ministry between us and God We are worshipping God We are praising God We are praying to God It is. No, it has nothing to do with man to man It's man to God So that is the mystery Once our knees are on the floor and we are praying uh, Our prayer ascends to the heavenlies alright and then God will then assign his angels to answer us the Bible says The message of the cross is foolishness. You know, it is foolish simply because they cannot decode the encoded meaning there uh, behind the cross. So the preaching of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. So the preaching of the cross uh, tells us that uh, time to preach one to the other is going to be shorter than time to pray and to worship and to praise God, all right, to minister to the Lord because eventually this horizontal bar prepares us for the vertical bar. Because it's only when we have sharpened one another with the word of the Lord, equipped one another, then we are ready to focus on God. And our praise is now pure through the preaching and our our worship is pure through the word and our prayer is sharpened because of the word that we taught one another. So the word of the Lord in that regard never returned void because men sharpened men with the word and men prepared men so that men can individually walk worship god and minister to god without anyone telling them to and 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 when to do it so it's important now to focus on the horizontal bar because the bible says uh, the fivefold ministry the purpose thereof is to is to prepare is to prepare the saints for the work of the ministry uh, until we come into perfection we come into maturity and so forth okay so we need to be perfected by the word of god uh, until we are matured to individually focus our attention on god without being told by the other person so the message of the cross becomes foolish if you are not open to this revelation or your eyes are still closed in that regard all right so when we look at the cross of jesus uh, symbolically uh, the cross is now the altar okay uh, that's why the message is foolish because people don't know these things so they regard this message as foolish so the cross is symbolic of the altar and jesus being the ultimate lamb of sacrifice upon the altar and uh him being the sacrifice upon the altar which is the message of of wisdom and power to us who are being saved we draw salvation when we look at jesus the lamb of sacrifice upon the altar jesus upon the cross being slain all right so they look at him as him as him being crucified but we see the lamb slain for the sins of the world and drawing us closer to the father like never before and removing every obstacle and every blockage that was there between us and the father and through the death of Jesus, we are reconciled back to the Father because the preaching or the message of the cross is salvation to those who know God and those who are being saved. And this is the power of God through the cross because Jesus is now on the altar as the Lamb of Sacrifice, all right? Hence, when you read later on, it says, And they overcame the devil by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Which blood of the Lamb are they referring to? It is the blood of the Lamb with the blood of Jesus, which when jesus was being crucified as the Lamb of sacrifice upon the altar so through that happening through the sacrifice of jesus and his blood being shed we draw power to overcome the wilds of the enemy to overcome the blends of the enemy to overcome the devices of the enemy in the mighty name of jesus and we therefore declare that greater is he that is in us than the devil that is in the world for there is power in the blood of jesus because even judas testified that the blood of jesus is innocent and if the blood of jesus is innocent it means the lamb jesus when he was crucified or sacrificed on the cross or the altar he was a perfect sacrifice because he had to be spotless without wrinkles he had to have no sins so that he can be a perfect lamp of sacrifice taking all the sins of the world and in exchange he's giving us his spotlessness his holiness so that we can be reconciled with the father all right so it's important to understand the message of the cross so now the ministry of the altar make sure you never neglect it and what is that the ministry of the altar is prayer the altar must be covered with prayer From the rising of the Sun to the going down of the same we need to pray all right and then how else do we cover the altar with our giving with our offering because you see that um, Jesus was the offering that was on the altar all right and through the blood of that offering mankind was restored and reconciled back to the Father okay and that offering jesus that lamb that sacrifice was speaking with the father saying father forgive them for they know not what they are doing so there's power in giving if we give according to what God said we should give then that giving or that offering becomes a voice on our behalf and it it is now for our benefit and it is now speaking in favor for us because we have done exactly as the father prescribed for us to do with that giving all right. Another thing we look at is the voice of the giving done by um, Abraham. Abraham was sacrificing Isaac, and Isaac, as the voice of the offering said, where is the lamb of sacrifice? And Abraham said, the Lord will provide, and indeed the Lord provided. Because when you give, the Bible says, give and it shall be given. So when, when the giving was speaking, Abraham was speaking also as well, that even as I give, the Lord will give and more than what I give. So, it's important to cover our altars with prayer and with giving. If there's one thing you should realize is that before the Israelites could leave Egypt, even when Pharaoh said they could leave, even when Pharaoh said, I'm giving you your deliverance, your freedom, leave, go to wherever you want to go, you are free as of today. The Israelites said, for as long as we don't have animals, We can't give because how shall we appear before God and worship him with no offering? Okay so it's important to understand the mystery there that the Israelites understood that freedom without freedom to give is not freedom at all in the presence of the Lord so you must not only be blessed by by being free but you must be blessed with substance so that when you appear before God you can show gratitude you can show your thankfulness with that which he has blessed you with we do not give because we want to be blessed But we give because we are blessed. We do not give because we want good things. We give because we already have good things. And we are reflecting back to the Father who gave us in the first place that which he gave us. It's a reflection. Alright, and that reflection will then cause him to give us more. But in the first place, we were not giving him so that he can bless us, but we were giving him because he has already blessed us. But the principles the principle says, Blessed is the hand that gives than the hand that receives. So when he gives us a his hand is blessed but when we give him our hand is blessed and so that becomes a cycle because he will give us more and we will give back and he gives us more than he gave in the first place and then we will give back so it becomes a cycle so if you want to prosper in your life you need to learn the art of giving you need you need to learn the art of making sure that your altar is covered with offerings and prayers why are prayers important if you read the bible in revelations chapter 12 uh verse 10 it says the devil is making accusations continuously before god day and night so the devil at least appears before god twice a day okay we do not know uh how many times in the morning he appears and in the evening how many times he appears but we know that at least he appears day and night Ne? so if you can realize that that the devil appears before God day and night and yet you you measure that or you measure that against the frequency of your prayer, you'll find that the devil appears before God with accusations more than you appear before God with prayer. Because some people don't pray until they go to church and they are told, now is prayer time. They will will start praying then. But during the week and after, after church, they don't know what prayer is. And yet the devil does not cease to appear before God against you, accusing you of things, all right? Could that be the reason why Eventually when you decide to pray, things are not happening, there's too much blockages because the devil was busy building them as he was appearing before God day and night against you. So it's important to cover your altar with prayer pray in the morning pray during the day pray in the evening pray whenever you get time the bible says pray without ceasing so it must be a ceaseless prayer your prayer must never have a full stop it must only have commas because you're going to continue praying from where you left off all right so it's important to pray and when you pray for something. For some time and there's no result you must know that there's an accusation that the devil has laid before God against you here's another thing don't let the presence of other people disturb your focus in God because the Bible says when God met with the sons of God when God met with the sons of God the devil appeared there all right no one said God look at the devil he's here And that was gonna disturb the flow of what was happening at the time. But they had to ignore him, all right? Sometimes you have to ignore the enemy. Sometimes you have to ignore the people who are trying to disturb you and focus your attention on God. The Bible says, I will lift up mine eyes to the hills from whence my health cometh from. My help comes from the Lord, all right? So don't shift your focus put your focus on God at all times and don't put it on people because people are here today and gone tomorrow but God is always here. He said I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Another example, Jesus said we are going to the other side and then a storm came. They shifted their focus on what he said. They are now focusing on the storm and then they start doubting and fearing but the Lord never even at once said I'm changing my mind because of the storm he never even said we are going to the other side on condition there's no storm so he said we are going there whether there will be issues on the way or not but we are going to the other side so don't focus on the things that are happening between the time you get the message from the Lord that is gonna bless you and and the time of the manifestation of the blessing Okay, Because things will happen in between. And those things are designed by the enemy to disturb your focus so that you stop believing in God and you start doubting. And the minute you doubt, those things will never happen. So focus your faith on God. So when when the storm came, Jesus woke up, rebuked the storm, and then the storm ceased. And then they carried on their journey and they sailed to the other side. Meaning that which God said he was going to do. He said, he never said, I'm going to do on condition, but he said, I'm going to do regardless of what might or might not happen in between the journey. All right. So if God said something for you, if God said, I will bless you, it's only a matter of time. And by the way, I might as well say 2022, by this time next year, some of you will be walking in the full manifestations of your blessings because, um, there's a sensation god is brewing something in the background god is brewing something in the spiritual realm for that for the following year particularly in the name of jesus because according to the calendar of god next year is the year where people will be harvesting it is the year where uh, miracles will be happening you know those who lost things they will be brought back and they'll be you know restoration so meaning that which you forfeited and that which the enemy stole and that which you lost shall be brought back in a greater quality quantity and kind and the lord will restore it for you and to you Uh, the last example is jesus was walking on the waters and they thought he was a ghost and then um of course uh, peter said if it is you lord call me to come and jesus said come all right. So he focused on God because God said, come, meaning I'm enabling you to do that which you could not do uh, outside my presence. So outside my presence, you will not be able to walk on the waters and come to where I am. But because I am here and I'm the one calling you, I'm, I'm, I'm permitting you to defy gravity and I'm suspending the law of gravity. And because I'm the son of God, my ways will not return void. All right, so Jesus said, come and Peter came. He walked towards Jesus. But because the storm started behind Jesus, uh, Peter shifted his focus from Jesus to the storm and he started doubting now. And then of course, he was now sinking, but he did not drown. Jesus pulled him back up to the surface of the water. The miracle there is not that Peter walked on the water. But the miracle is that even when he sinked, he did not drown because the Lord was there. But that's another sermon for another day. Here's the thing. When Peter shifted his focus from Jesus, he started seeing things he was not supposed to see. Things that will disturb his focus on Jesus. And then he moved his attention from Jesus, and then his attention shifted to the storm, and the storm dictated to him that I'm coming to you, I'm coming after you, I'm going to drown you, I'm going to deal with you, all right? Then he believed. So fear happens when we shift our attention from God. Fear happens when we start doubting that which God said and in the first place we believed it. But now that we allowed the things of the world to convince us otherwise, we begin to have fear. Fear and faith are the same. But fear is actually faith in the opposite direction. Faith is when you say, I believe and I fear nothing. But fear says, I'm now in disbelief and I fear all things. Right. So they are the same, but Uh, they are contrary one to the other if faith goes to the north fear says south all right that's how it is so it's important to cover your altar with prayers and with giving in jesus name amen kingdom greetings in the most powerful name across the universe the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ the Lord which is which was and is to come is currently seated on the right hand side of the father making intercessions for us unto the glorious day of the father now today's scripture reading is taken from first Corinthians chapter 1 verses 18 and it reads as follows it says for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishable but to us who are being saved it is the power of God so everyone who is perishing sees the message or the preaching of the cross as foolishness uh, simply because their eyes are closed to the mystery behind the cross all right so the cross has got two bars one is horizontal and the other is vertical the horizontal bar is the bar is is shorter than the vertical one and it's it's it talks about the relationship man to man how we minister one to the other how we preach to one another how we encourage one another how we are there for each other and pray for each other all right but it is shorter because it talks about a time frame it is the beginning and the end all right and then the vertical bar it is rooted to the ground pointing us kneel down before God declaring that if we can kneel before God we can stand up before any situation alright and then it is the beginning which is on our knees and then it points up to God which means it begins on our knees in prayer and it ends with God that is the ministry between us and God we are worshiping God we are praising God we are praying to God it is no, it has nothing to do with man to man it's man to God so that that is the mystery once our knees are on the floor and we are praying uh, our prayer ascends to the heavenlies all right and then god will then assign his angels to answer us the bible says The message of the cross is foolishness. You know, it is foolish simply because they cannot decode the encoded meaning there uh, behind the cross. So the preaching of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. So the preaching of the cross uh, tells us that uh, time to preach one to the other is going to be shorter than time to pray and to worship and to praise God, all right, to minister to the Lord because eventually this horizontal bar prepares us for the vertical bar because it's only when we have sharpened one another with the word of the Lord, equipped one another, then we are ready to focus on God. And our praise is now pure through the preaching, and our our worship is pure through the word, and our prayer is sharpened because of the word that we taught one another. So the word of the Lord in that regard never returned void, because men sharpened men with the word, and men prepared men so that men can individually walk, worship God and minister to God without anyone telling them to and 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 when to do it so it's important now to focus on the horizontal bar because the Bible says uh, the fivefold ministry the purpose thereof is to is to prepare is to prepare the saints for the work of the ministry uh, until we come into perfection we come into maturity and so forth okay so we need to be perfected by the word of god uh, until we are matured to individually focus our attention on god without being told by the other person so the message of the cross becomes foolish if you are not open to this revelation or your eyes are still closed in that regard. All right. So when we look at the cross of Jesus, uh, symbolically, uh, the cross is now the altar okay Uh, that's why the message is foolish because people don't know these things so they regard this message as foolish so the cross is symbolic of the altar and jesus being the ultimate lamb of sacrifice upon the altar and uh him being the sacrifice upon the altar which is the message Of of wisdom and power to us who are being saved. We draw salvation when we look at Jesus, the Lamb of Sacrifice upon the altar, Jesus upon the cross being slain. Alright? So they look at him Him as Him being crucified, but we see the Lamb slain for the sins of the world and drawing us closer to the Father like never before and removing every obstacle and every blockage that was there between us and the Father and through the death of Jesus, we are reconciled back to the Father because the preaching or the message of the cross is salvation to those who know God and those who are being saved. And this is the power of God through the cross because Jesus is now on the altar as the Lamb of Sacrifice, all right? Hence, when you read later on, it says, And they overcame the devil by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Which blood of the Lamb are they referring to? It is the blood of the Lamb. Is the blood of Jesus, which when Jesus was being crucified as the Lamb of sacrifice upon the altar. So through that happening, through the sacrifice of Jesus and His blood being shed, we draw power to overcome the wilds of the enemy. To overcome the blends of the enemy to overcome the devices of the enemy in the mighty name of Jesus and we therefore declare that greater is he that is in us than the devil that is in the world for there is power in the blood of Jesus because even Judas testified that the blood of Jesus is innocent and if the blood of Jesus is innocent it means the lamb Jesus when he was crucified or sacrificed on the cross or the altar, he was a perfect sacrifice because he had to be spotless without wrinkles, here to have no sins, so that he can be a perfect lamp of sacrifice, taking all the sins of the world, and in exchange, he's giving us his spotlessness, his holiness, so that we can be reconciled with the Father. Alright, so it's important to understand the message of the cross so now the ministry of the altar make sure you never neglect it and what is that the ministry of the altar is prayer the altar must be covered with prayer from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same we need to pray all right and then how else do we cover the altar with our giving with our offering because you see that um, jesus was the offering that was on the altar all right and through the blood of that offering mankind was restored and reconciled back to the father okay and that offering jesus that lamb that sacrifice was speaking with the father saying father Forgive them for they know not what they are doing. So there's power in giving. If we give according to what God said we should give, then that giving or that offering becomes a voice on our behalf and it it is now for our benefit and it is now speaking in favor for us because we have done exactly as the Father prescribed for us to do with that giving. right. Another thing we look at is the voice of the giving done by um, Abraham. Abraham was sacrificing Isaac. And Isaac, as the voice of the offering said, where is the lamb of sacrifice? And Abraham said, the Lord will provide. And indeed, the Lord provided. Because when you give, the Bible says, give and it shall be given. So when, when the giving was speaking, Abraham was speaking also as well that even as I give, the Lord will give. And more than what I give so it's important to cover our altars with prayer and with giving if there's one thing you should realize is that before the Israelites could leave Egypt even when Pharaoh said they could leave even when Pharaoh said I'm giving you your deliverance your freedom leave go to wherever you want to go you are free as of today the Israelites said, for as long as we don't have animals, we can't give because how shall we appear before God and worship him with no offering?" Okay so it's important to understand the mystery there that the Israelites understood that freedom without freedom to give is not freedom at all in the presence of the Lord so you must not only be blessed by by being free but you must be blessed with substance so that when you appear before God you can show gratitude you can show your thankfulness with that which he has blessed you with we do not give because we want to be blessed but we give because we are blessed. We do not give because we want good things. We give because we already have good things. And we are reflecting back to the Father who gave us in the first place that which he gave us. It's a reflection. All right, and that reflection will then cause him to give us more. But in the first place, we were not giving him so that he can bless us, but we were giving him because he has already blessed us. But the principle, the principle says, blessed is the hand that gives than the hand that receives. So when he gives us a his hand is blessed but when we give him our hand is blessed and so that becomes a cycle because he will give us more and we will give back and he gives us more than he gave in the first place and then we will give back so it becomes a cycle so if you want to prosper in your life you need to learn the art of giving you need you need to learn the art of making sure that your altar is covered with offerings and prayers why are prayers important if you read the bible in revelations chapter 12 uh, verse 10 it says the devil is making accusations continuously before god day and night so the devil at least appears before god twice a day okay we do not know uh, how many times in the morning he appears and in the evening how many times he appears but we know that at least he appears day and night So, if you can realize that that the devil appears before God day and night, and yet you you measure that or you measure that against the frequency of your prayer, you'll find that the devil appears before God with accusations more than you appear before God with prayer. Because some people don't pray until they go to church and they are told, now is prayer time. They will st- they'll start praying then. But during the week and after, after church, they don't know what prayer is. And yet the devil does not cease to appear before God against you, accusing you of things, all right? Could that be the reason why eventually when you decide to pray things are not happening there's too much blockages because the devil was busy building them as he was appearing before God day and night against you so it's important to cover your altar with prayer pray in the morning pray during the day pray in the evening pray whenever you get time the bible says pray without ceasing so it must be a ceaseless prayer your prayer must never have a full stop it must only have commas because you're going to continue praying from where you left off all right so it's important to pray and when you pray for something for some time and there's no result you must know that there's an accusation that the devil has laid before god against you here's another thing don't let the presence of other people disturb your focus in god because the bible says when god met with the sons of god when god met with the sons of god the devil appeared there all right no one said god look at the devil he's here and that was going to disturb the flow of what was happening at the time. But they had to ignore him. All right. Sometimes you have to ignore the enemy. Sometimes you have to ignore the people who are trying to disturb you and focus your attention on God. The Bible says, I will lift up mine eyes to the hills from whence my health cometh from. My help comes from the Lord. All right. So don't shift your focus. Put your focus on God at all times and don't put it on people. Because people are here today and gone tomorrow. But God is always here. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Another example, Jesus said, we are going to the other side. And then a storm came. They shifted their focus on what he said. They are now focusing on the storm and then they start doubting and fearing but the Lord never even at once said I'm changing my mind because of the storm He never even said we are going to the other side on condition there's no storm so he said we are going there whether there will be issues on the way or not but we are going to the other side so don't focus on the things that are happening between the time you get the message from the Lord that is going to bless you and and the time of the manifestation of the blessing. Okay, because things will happen in between. And those things are designed by the enemy to disturb your focus so that you stop believing in God and you start doubting. And the minute you doubt, those things will never happen. So focus your faith on God. So when when the storm came, Jesus woke up, rebuked the storm, and then the storm ceased, and then they carried on their journey, and they sailed to the other side. Meaning, that which God said he was going to do. He said, he never said, I'm going to do on condition, but he said, I'm going to do regardless of what might or might not happen in between the journey. All right. So if God said something for you, if God said, I will bless you, it's only a matter of time. And by the way, I might as well say 2022, by this time next year, some of you will be walking in the full manifestations of your blessings because, um, There's a sensation God is brewing something in the background. God is brewing something in the spiritual realm for that, for the following year, particularly in the name of Jesus. Because according to the calendar of God, next year is the year where people will be harvesting. It is the year where uh, miracles will be happening. You know, those who lost things, they will be brought back and they'll be, you know, restoration so meaning that which you forfeited and that which the enemy stole and that which you lost shall be brought back in a greater quality quantity and kind and the lord will restore it for you and to you Uh, the last example is jesus was walking on the waters and they thought he was a ghost and then um of course uh, peter said if it is you lord call me to come and jesus said come all right. So he focused on God because God said, come, meaning I'm enabling you to do that which you could not do uh, outside my presence. So outside my presence, you will not be able to walk on the waters and come to where I am. But because I am here and I'm the one calling you, I'm, I'm, I'm permitting you to defy gravity and I'm suspending the law of gravity. And because I'm the son of God, my ways will not return void. All right. So Jesus had come and Peter came. He walked towards Jesus. But because the storm started behind Jesus, uh, Peter shifted his focus from Jesus to the storm and he started doubting now. And then, of course, he was now sinking, but he did not drown. Jesus pulled him back up to the surface of the water. The miracle there is not that Peter walked on the water. But the miracle is that even when he sinked, he did not drown because the Lord was there. But that's another sermon for another day. Here's the thing. When Peter shifted his focus from Jesus, he started seeing things he was not supposed to see. Things that will disturb his focus on Jesus. And then he moved his attention from Jesus and then his attention shifted to the storm and the storm dictated to him that I'm coming to you I'm coming after you I'm going to drown you I'm going to deal with you alright then he believed so fear happens when we shift our attention from God Fear happens when we start doubting that which God said, and in the first place we believed it, but now that we allowed the things of the world to convince us otherwise, we begin to have fear. Fear and faith are the same, but fear is actually faith in the opposite direction. Faith is when you say, I believe and I fear nothing, but fear says, I'm now in disbelief and I fear all things, right? So they are the same, but uh, they are contrary one to the other. If faith goes to the north, fear says south. All right, that's how it is. So it's important to cover your altar with prayers and with giving. In Jesus' name, amen.